And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the show. We appreciate the voice of the PFL. Sean O'Connell for joining us in our last segment with Brendan Tobin. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. And now let's welcome on betting insider. He is Matty Betts to talk a little fighting and maybe help us make a little bit of money also. He also just told me that he had Joaquin Buckley at a 6-1 to one in the second round. So whatever he says, take it to heart. we got a couple of fights left, Matty Betts, on this card. Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. Shabazian's the favorite right now, plus 170. I should say the underdog at, at plus 170. Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, minus 210. Which way are you swinging on that one? I love Anthony Hernandez in this fight tonight. Um, I think he's just going to wear him down. I actually I sprinkled on him round two and three, and then I have a, a nice two-unit play on him inside the distance. So I really like him to get it done. He really impressed me in his last fight, and I just think that he's going to be able to wear him down. over the. He's just got to survive that first round, and I think he's going to be able to wear him down and get a late finish. What about in the uh, the main event, Maddie? The uh, Dern versus Hill. Uh, where are you leaning on that one? What do you, what stands out to you about this matchup? Yeah, so on my card, I and I do this a lot actually, but I literally bet on both fighters. <laughs> I took uh, Mackenzie Dern by submission, so I get plus one ninety on that. And then I did the smallest of sprinkles on Angela Hill late round three, four, and five. It's literally just playing the number. I know it sounds crazy, but forty to one, fifty to one, and eighty to one seeing crazier things happen. So, you know, if McKenzie can't get those takedowns and, you know, maybe there's a doctor stoppage late, maybe Angela Hill has some success on the feet late. So I literally put a tenth of a unit on all three of those late rounds. But obviously the bulk of the the money I have down on the fight is on McKenzie during to get the submission. So as long as it doesn't go the distance, I'll be I'll be happy. For the record, Matty Betts, Brendan is offended by that type of betting. I think that's the way to go. Like, lay down heavy yeah, with love that. Sprinkle yeah, a little bit on this and that. Listen to him. See, Brendan's all. No, no, no. I, t- I totally get it. Um, I think but when the odds are so high, like like literally the last fight, I had I had both guys in round two knockout, right? So I had Fialio at 11-1 to one, round two knockout, and I had Buckley round uh, at, at six to one. But if you bet the fight to just end in round two by a knockout is plus 390. So I just like the upside on take. And, and I actually thought Fiala was going to get it done. Um, but I took both guys on the KO in round two. And, um, and you know, Buckley was able to get it done. But I totally understand the logic of why you, why you don't like that. <laughs> don't worry about it's that just, guy. As we're talking about the uh, McKenzie Dirt Angela Hill fight, let's stick with the ladies for a second. Because we've got Amanda and Aldana coming up. Obviously, Aldana, a replacement for Juliana Pena. I never thought that we would see Amanda lose. And then once she did, I got to admit, I was pretty quick to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, she's done and she's on the back end. We've seen her fight a couple of times since. Sounds like you like playing the underdog money. Is it worth betting against Amanda Nunes? Oh, man. I I think that loss that she took, like, sparked her. Like, I I remember watching that fight live, and I could not believe it. I mean, was that the biggest upset in, in MMA or at least in women's MMA? It's got to be up there. And long by the numbers in a long, long time, and by my eyes, yes, I'm with you. Like I couldn't believe it as it was going down. Yeah, I just I I would hate betting against Amanda Nunez in any sort of fight. I actually I'm a, I'm a, I'm a live in South Florida, and uh, I train at Boca Boxing, and Dia Davis there. She trains Amanda Nunez, and he always used to tell me he's like, 
Amanda hits harder than most guys. He's like, Amanda can just put people out. And I just would hate to bet against Amanda Nunez in, in any capacity. <laughs> First of all, this delights me, Matt. I had no idea you were a South Floridian. Dies, my boy. Been to, uh, to Boca Boxing District oh. many a times. So uh, nice. that's, uh, that's, very, that's very cool to hear. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Like the thing about it was, it seemed like, you know, a lot going on with her. And now it just seems like she, she could be back, you know, into wrecking machine mode, even with the late replacement. I mean, maybe that could throw some things off, but I think it is, it is always interesting when you see like how champs respond, you know, do they go on the other end of things? Do they do what Israel Adesanya was able to do against Pajeda? So uh, do you mm-hmm. so is the idea for her like just that this is do you think this is something that continues for a while or do you feel like even if she gets the win here like does the career go into the sunset soon thereafter this uh this fight yeah i think it goes into the sunset soon maybe this one or the next one but i mean if i had to bet on anything this fight i would just take her inside the distance i mean the money line's way too pricey obviously um but i like it i like i, I think she'll get it done for sure I love the co-main on that card. That's Benil Daryush and Charles Oliveira, assuming that it actually goes oh, yeah. down. What's your lead on that fight? I would take either guy plus money, truthfully. What, what, what are the odds at right now? Right now, Benil Daryush, I believe, is actually a slight favorite in the fight at Bet MGM. Yeah. Like minus like 120, I think, when I saw it last. You can essentially get Charlie Olives at even money. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I actually think Benil's a really tough matchup for Oliveira. I mean, Benil's been pretty durable, and Oliveira, but Oliveira is coming back with a vengeance. He had that incredible run. That's going to be a really high-level fight. I just, I would literally lean plus money on either guy. I mean, I look at that fight as, as a 50-50 matchup, and I would just take the plus money there. Matt, we had some uh, some big fights announced this week. Aljamain Sterling's going to be right back in there in August against uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I think he's right now at minus 275 going into that one. O'Malley's uh, plus 235. What do you think on this matchup? O'Malley's finally getting his crack at the belt, but Aljo's been able to, to hold on to that thing, even if it hasn't always been in the prettiest fashion. Uh, what do you like in this mm-hmm. one? I took Aljo in the second fight against Jan, and I took him against Cejudo. I'm not going to jump off ship now. I don't love the money line at minus 275, but I actually think just taking him on the decision, I would assume that's plus money. Um, so I like that bet. Um, I think even Sean O'Malley will admit that he was rooting for Cejudo to win that fight. And I think he knows that this is just a really tough matchup for him. So I expect for him to be super cautious in that fight and pretty calculated. But I like uh, I like Sterling to win a decision there. What do you think uh, Cejudo goes from here? Like, do you think that, you know, I think there's probably some thought, hey, maybe just hang it up after this. Now the Marab thing kind of comes up. Uh, just based on how he looked in that fight, do you think he's a guy who has a lot in the tank left, or do you think that maybe he should call it a career? I've, he impressed me. I, I was very confident on that Aljo bet, and I was not confident after the fifth round. I was like, I have no idea going to go to. I had it 3-2 Aljo, but you know how it is in, in, in the UFC with judging. You just never know. So I thought he was re- super impressive, though, for him to come back after a few-year layoff and – I think he looked really good. So I'd love to see that Marab fight, honestly. I think that's a super intriguing matchup. Um, and honestly, like, if Marab can't take him down, I mean, I think – but Marab's also Marab's also really uh, – he's a really good striker, I think. Like, I, he, I think people think all he can do is, is spam takedowns, but he actually looked pretty solid on the feet in his last fight. 
So I think it's a really, t really close fight. What are the odds at on, on that fight currently? Or is there like a potential? I'll, I'll, try and see if I can I'll see if I can track it down. Yeah, that's It'll another fight a I would need the plus money on. But that, but I do to answer your question. I do think that he he really impressed me, and I would love to see him in another you know another fight like that, like the Marab matchup. I think would be a really good matchup. If you find some sort of odds for that BT, feel free to cut me off. We're talking with Matty Betts here. Follow him on Twitter, M-A-T-T-Y-B-E-T-S-S, live from Las Vegas, joining us here on Tapped Out. Other fight announcements. Bro, Tony Ferguson got another fight against Bobby Green. Don't know what the odds are, but would you ever lay any actual money? And I know you work hard for your money, Matty Betts, on Tony Ferguson <laughs> another fight in the UFC. Yeah, I wonder what the price is for that fight to not go the distance. Right? Um, but that's probably where I would lean there. And honestly, Bobby Green has looked really good on the feet until he doesn't. Um, you know, even against yes. Rudover, he was having a ton of success early on. So I don't know. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get with Tony Ferguson. But, you know, depending on what that number is, I would probably bet that fight to not get the distance. Or maybe I would take like a round two KO or something. I would need to look at the numbers. Matty, uh, we got the news this week about France Ngannou going to the PFL. Is there a, a name out there that intrigues you that could be a challenge to him that they could wrangle in there? I think like Verdun is like the, only, the only one. But like, what what is a, a guy they could pull in there and be like, oh, that, that intrigues me and I might actually go against France. Is there anything out there? And, and just, I guess, your overall reaction to just Francis going to the PFL. Yeah, to me, there's nobody. Uh, and I, I'll i be honest, I'm not like I don't follow the PFL heavily. So but at the same time, there's to me, there's nobody out there. I think Francis won, right? Like he got the deal he wanted. He can do boxing. He's going to make a lot of money. To me, I don't know how the PFL makes any sort of return on that on that deal and on that investment in him. So I think it was one side of the coin. It was like a power play for them to make that deal and bring Francis on board, but from a pure business and number standpoint, I don't know how it makes sense for the PFL to get any return on him. Um, but again, I think Francis obviously won in the long run and he got what he wanted. I just don't really know what's for him there from a competition standpoint. And then about five minutes after Francis signed with the PFL, John Jones is going back and forth with him <laughs> on Twitter. So speaking of John Jones, he does have another fight coming up. He's going to be facing, in my opinion, the best, the most credentialed, I should say, heavyweight of all time, Stipe Miocic. You can get Stipe at big underdog money right now at BetMGM. It's going to cost you for John. By the time that fight goes off, you might have to pay something like minus 250, upwards of minus 300 to take John Jones. What kind of money do you have to get on Stipe before you say, okay, that's the guy I'm betting on? Yeah, I just I just feel like he's past his prime. I, I don't know. I mean, I would have – I think the best time to bet John Jones is right when that, that fight opened. I saw him over minus 300. I don't know what it's at right now. Um, but I would imagine he's going to be at least minus 350 going into that fight especially like the week of that fight when the, everyone's just hammering him. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that you can't count Stipe out at the same time, but I just don't really know how he wins. Is he going to catch John Jones? Is he going to out-wrestle him? Like, I just don't really know what his path to victory is. So I think uh, maybe a John Jones by decision could be a decent payout. You know, I think a lot of people will bet on him and get a finish. You know, so that could be a good, a good option there, depending on what that number is. They also uh, came out this week. Dustin Poirier and uh, Justin Gaethje are going to run it back. 
Uh, and the opening on that is Poirier's minus 120, Gaethje's plus 105 for UFC 291 at the end of July. What is that? It's a rematch. Dustin got the best of him the first time around. Um, do you think Diamond gets it done again, or do you uh, do you like Gaethje in this one? Yeah, so I saw originally, I don't know what site it was on, but I saw that Dustin opened up like as like a small like plus 105 or plus 110 dog, and I could not believe that. I knew that would switch pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Dustin's just the worst matchup for, for Gagey. Like you're not really going to put Dustin out and he's just going to, over time, he's just going to get after you. And I think that, but at the same time, Gagey looked really good against, uh, in his last matchup. So I think it's, it's a tough fight to call, but I would lean Dustin Poirier and I have a little bit of bias there for sure. I can understand that. Listen, I mean, if you're a Boca Boxing District guy, uh, that is uh, the 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 home of Dustin Poirier, aside from uh, American Top Team. But look, like like that matchup and that that beauty between him and Daya really is something because he has yeah. just unbelievable boxing skill and in in the most chaotic fights. I think it's the thing that's like his greatest talent in UFC is that these wars go out there, but he has just such technique when mm-hmm. the fights are the craziest. I think that's. It's it's like a, it's almost Dustin's superpower. Like the crazier the fight is, usually the better he is. And it's like if it, you know that there's not going to be any grappling in this. So I don't I don't I don't really know. I mean, unless like Gagey can really butcher up his leg or something like that. But I'm yeah. with you. I think that I think this is this is diamond all the way. Well, one thing I will say, and depending on what the number is, I would honestly look at a Dustin late submission. I know that sounds crazy, but. We saw that against Michael Chandler in round three, and we also saw Gagey for once in his career use the wrestling in his last fight, even though it was pretty late in the fight. So, if you know, I, I trust Dustin's gas tank more, and if Gagey does shoot, you know, maybe he gets subbed late in that fight. So, you know, again, it's a it's definitely a long shot play there. I think I think the more I think the more logical outcome is probably like a late TKO or a decision win for Dustin. But I will say that if that number is pretty high, I'm going to definitely take a look at it. I don't personally know Diet Davis, but the way that Poirier talks about him and Matty Betts and Brendan Tobin, they need to give <laughs> this guy some sort of a Nobel Peace Award. Like, he sounds like the greatest guy of all time. We've got like 30 seconds left, Matty. You brought up Chandler, so I have to get your opinion on his upcoming yeah. fight. I think we're going to see versus Conor McGregor. you got 30 seconds. Which way are you going in that one? Chandler's plus money for that fight. I'm betting him extremely heavily. I, I faded Conor McGregor's last two fights against against Poirier. There's just nothing logically that would tell me to put money on McGregor at this point in his career, coming off the injury, drinking alcohol at fights, partying in Vegas. Like For real. Chandler is locked in, and I get that Conor's the better and more technical striker on the feet, but I just think Chandler just goes out there and just – I actually think he could take him down and just – I can't swear in here. <laughs> I think he, yeah, I, I, I got, got, Mike, I got Michael Chandler there on the money line. Um, so I like him to get a, a finish maybe in that first or second round. But I think when you're, you're fading Conor McGregor, you're automatically getting value just because everyone's going to be on him. Way to pull yourself off and not throw that last punch. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> just like – just like Masvidal should have done. Not necessary. Thank you so much. He is Matty Betts. That is Brendan Tobin with producer Jake Nowicker. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Coming up next, we talk a little fighting, we make a little money, and we wrap this thing up. You're locked into the BetQL Network.